listening to 1995 Rewind. I'm Fraser Ruddick. And I'm Ryan Richards. Uh, random fact about me, Fraser. Did you know I was once grounded for dropping toast on the floor? Whoa. Yeah, <laughs> deal, deal with that information. Wait, Why were you grounded? That seems like a, a pretty innocent mistake to make. Yeah, well, my, my dad's a, a wild man. A man of many moods. Uh, for, for In his defense, it did land but aside uh, down. So that's uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you think it would have changed everything if it was uh, the other side? Well, it probably—I don't know—it'd be more chill, I reckon. Although, actually, but we all that, know that, that toast only that. lands butter side down. There is no possibility otherwise. Yeah, that is a, a proven fact, right? <laughs> How <laughs> long were you grounded for? Uh, not long. I think it was a maybe, maybe a day. I don't know. We had a lot of groundings. I had a lot of groundings in my youth. Um, they were usually thrown out and then i'd uh stay silent for maybe half an hour and my mum would be like you can go out now ryan it's all good the toast incident right. is behind us just just go yeah and you you truly learnt your lesson didn't you uh, i never dropped another toast in my life my friend i mean i don't as you know i don't do breakfast anyway so toast is a uh, not really a thing oh in my life, this is but... this is this is why you don't do breakfast yeah you're exactly the after, fear after that incident yeah. of getting grounded for dropping your toast you're like i'm just gonna cut it off completely <laughs> exactly. no breakfast at all but then one day you may just spill your glass of water oh my and it will land water side down it's gonna be horrific the trauma <laughs> returns no one's happy <laughs> okay so how this show works is uh we watch a film from 1995 at the end of every episode i pull a title out of a hat and then we have to uh watch that film and talk about it the next episode and last week the film that we pulled out of the hat was oh. tommy boy yeah. and i can tell you that i watched it over the last fortnight and ryan i assume you did too uh yeah several times because i'm uh, committed to this Oh wow! There you go. <laughs> How many times, times did you watch it? Just, uh, just twice. All or? in all, no, I watched it three times, Fraser. Three wow. times. Once, once for once for pleasure. I mean, I wouldn't wouldn't particularly describe it as pleasure, but yeah, once for pleasure. A second time, just for the uh, details to get really into it, and then just a third time to recap with my lovely, lovely girlfriend. I, that's right. I forced this on her as well. She she uh, enjoyed that. Oh great! I, I, did she did she help you with any of your little notes to make? Uh, did she see things that you hadn't noticed before? She she saw things, yeah, yeah. Yeah, great, great. I can't believe you did it three times. Even like even any film that I absolutely love, I wouldn't watch three times within a fortnight. I don't know, like it was di- it was different though. Like having this uh, chance to like really like get into a movie. I don't know. It, it just made like watching it uh, mildly more interesting for me. Yeah, I mean, I was tempted to watch this a second time as well. Yeah. I'd, I'd seen it many times in the past, but it is a bit different when you kind of got to look at it from a lot of angles yeah. and really pick out things that you you're going to discuss and when i watched it i found myself pausing it a lot to make notes and it had been a long time since i'd seen it so maybe i should have just done a, a, done a run through and then gone back and and rewatched it and and made the notes but uh it's too late now <laughs> but my biggest problem was because i saw it a week ago and i had i had so much brewing and of course i've written down the notes and stuff i should i should have watched it closer to today because it just feels like it's so long ago yeah. i mean the the big thing for me is that i'd never seen it before um, yeah, never seen it before. So watching it a few times just at least tried to, yeah, it, it sat with me a little bit better. Whereas if I just watched it once, anyway, I, it, I would barely have anything to tell you. But whatever little notes I made during the uh, 
during the screening. Screening? That's a generous term for watching a movie in my bedroom, but you, you get my gist. Um, <laughs> yeah. So before we get into it, shall we uh, do some corrections from last episode, Fraser? Oh, yes. Yeah, you, you have, you have oh, some, uh, yeah. some things to apologize yeah, for. Yeah, well, I, de- I definitely have one. <laughs> so I made a big boo-boo at the end of the episode. I uh, declared my, uh, my fanship of David Spade. Uh, this was an Uh-oh. error because I definitely confused him with David Cross, which are two very different people. Very, very yeah. different. And honestly, in my opinion, David Spade, way better than David Ooh, Cross. We are going to get into that, my friend. I mean, to be fair, like, I'm not, like, I, I appreciate, I mean, when I say I appreciate David Cross, I mean, I know of David Cross. David Spade, however, I had no recollection of. Like I, I had no oh, idea who he was. That's, so really, so this is my first have... dealings with David Spade, and yeah, we'll we'll talk about. Interesting, that. because I've seen a hell of a lot more movies with David Spade in it than David Cross. Really? In, that, yeah, that genuinely is interesting because I've not seen a single movie with David Spade. And David Cross, what? I've at least watched Alvin and the Chipmunks. So, oh, is is that his claim to fame? Because uh, that's that's probably why maybe i I don't know i'm I'm sure next week we'll find out in uh, the corrections and clarifications corner wait name three david cross films well i'm about to alvin and the chipmunks alvin and the chipmunks (laughs) too what's what's the uh the frequel called there's some stupid name for that um he was in that he was in that strokes video three call or something i believe the squeakle the squeakle squeakle. there you go uh, and there was Chipwrecked as well. I'm sure yeah. David Cross did all of those. Yeah. Because he was. Uh, what it, else is he doing? He, in his life? he was in that episode of Rick and Morty as the the alien. There's there's loads he's done, mate. He's a he's, he's a fine actor. Sorry, David Cross, if you ever hear this, I I believe in you, Fraser. However, anyway, I'm disappointed because I was really impressed that you said that you were a David Spade fan. I'm so and sorry. Now man. you're saying you went in. <laughs> having no clue about the comedy yeah. of David Spade. Yeah, zero. And the career span that he has entertained us for years. Us is a generous term. You maybe, Fraser. <laughs> I don't know about us. <laughs> All right, so uh, the film Tommy Boy, uh, by looking at the IMDB synopsis, mm-hmm. I would like to read this out. It says, After his auto parts tycoon father dies, the overweight, underachieving son teams up with a snide accountant to try and save the family business. Would you agree that that's a good description of what this film is? I would say that is exactly spot on. I, I suppose, exactly but it's not really... It, if I saw that, that wouldn't really draw me into oh, yeah. to see this film. I've, and, I, and I think that's the issue you have. <laughs> yeah. I, I think that might be the issue. Um, yeah, no, I, like, yeah, it, that's... Uh, uh, for an IMDb synopsis, that for me nails it. And I mean, my reason, my reason for that would probably be that the uh, the movie is so uh, the story of the movie is so paper thin; it's hard to get wrong. Yeah, just throwing it but out. I there. mean, I'd I'd like some sort of draw. <laughs> it, it sounds like <laughs> you, you want something to bring you in. Okay. Whoever wrote that. What, what if it goes? I understand that just users can submit that stuff. Yeah. But, uh, come on, guys, try a little. <laughs> what would what would your uh, IMDb synopsis be? What's your what's your draw? What's your three? <sighs> Uh, a a a spanking funny comedy <laughs> starring David nice. Spade, not David Cross, nice. and uh, Chris Farley. Um, no, I, I don't actually know. I'm not really good with that about uh, writing log lines. But uh, um, anyway, I know I'm criticizing, but I can't do it myself. <laughs> so there's a real problem there. The uh, yeah, man. Like I, I don't know. It it does it does a minute. It, like it's just a 
it's, it's just as I, I don't even know i don't know how i'd sell this movie i don't, I don't think they knew how they'd yeah. sell this movie unless we just go the way the movie wants us to go and say this is david spade and chris farley telling you jokes and, for unfortunately we don't have minutes. the vhs or dvd cases because oh, i'm sure they do it that's probably better yeah, yeah, yeah that, that is what, what we want about and making it sound like a fun romp so for not some depressing thing about a, so what you're <laughs> saying is accountants and uh water part <laughs> sellers for future reference we need the uh, vhs for each of these and we read those back to our viewers so we can really sell the movie to you I mean, hopefully, so I do. Hopefully, that's I do it. have this on VHS, but it's like in some box oh, at really? my mother's house, like three hours away. So it was not something I was that's going true. to even remotely try to that, access. That's fine. That's three hours in the Australian outback as well, which is whew, that's that's that's, that's a, it's, it's not the same as three hours drive in the UK, right? That is no, no. In the world of fighting of off death. animals, yeah. No, that's that's understandable, man. I don't want you to die for this. I, I, I like 95 as much as the next guy, but I don't want to wish your death on a freezer. Now, my question to you is, did you like this film? Did I like this film? See, this is something I troubled myself with, Fraser. I'm going to say no. Okay? Ooh, I'm gonna for say... somebody who watched it three times, was, <laughs> it, was it that you're sick, you're sick of it now? You liked it on the first viewing, <laughs> that, that's but what now you just oh, lost yeah, by that the, enthusiasm. By that, by that third viewing, I was just done, Fraser. Although, interestingly, that is... Uh, a, a feeling I had I, I definitely um, my interest in it waned after a, uh, a few more viewings like there are certain aspects in the movie that we'll get into that I enjoy uh, but like but overall yeah I just I just I don't know I didn't enjoy my time with old old Tommy boy <sighs> Um, oh, I've asked this too early because this is going to be a dull episode now. <laughs> no, no, don't you worry. Don't you worry. There's still plenty of madness in this movie for us to discuss. Um, what about you, man? Well, I assume you like it. I personally, uh, yeah, I'd seen this many times when I was younger and I really enjoyed it then. And I really enjoyed it now. And I put it out to the Twitter people to see what they thought of it. And uh, the responses were generally quite positive. So we had at... Kevin R. Brackett said, Love it. I'd say Farley's best film. Still so funny. Don't know when the last time he watched it was, but uh, that's his opinion. He's maintaining that. Has, I like it. I like his commitment. <laughs> we've uh, we've also got uh, Justin Claus at Claus underscore Emoto 15. Uh, hands down, his best movie. I'm assuming he's seeing uh, Chris Farley, uh, not uh, Brian Denny. <laughs> <laughs> um, his SNL work is genius, but as far as movie goes, you can't top Tommy Boy. Um, we've also got at Let's Chat Podcast. They've said one of my all-time favorite movies that I've watched a hundred times, and it holds up. Mm. Uh, and one more tweet we got from Trailer Junkies Podcast at T Junkies Podcast. So Tommy Boy overshadows Black Sheep, but there were too many. And they've just put Christmas trees here, so I don't understand what they're on about to remember what the difference is. I don't know if they're saying Christmas is... Anyway, so we'll discuss uh, what he's referring to there by Black Sheep later on in the show. Interesting. Um, did you get my tweet, Fraser, saying how horrible it is? I know, I know she didn't read uh, that one no, out. No, uh. I, don't, I, I don't think you tweeted that. I think you were saving that juiciness for the podcast itself. Um, uh, so just... Going through the list, uh, the film was directed by Peter Siegel or Segal, I'm not sure. Obviously not famous enough for me to remember. <laughs> yeah. uh, who had previously done Naked Gun 
33 and a third, the final insult, which I'm sure is probably the worst of the Naked Gun series. Having long time since I've seen them, I haven't really <laughs> felt compelled to yeah. revisit those films. Having um, been uh, having a partner who used to uh, love the Naked Guns, I can say I have, and I am less than keen. It's comedy, <laughs> Fraser. I told you this would happen. Okay, this is all your fault. <laughs> Um, but did you did you know before watching Tommy Boy like what the, what the director's previous claim to fame <laughs> I, was? To be, I did not. I did not. Uh, uh, no. Well, after that, he went on to do Nutty Professor to the Clumps, which uh, yeah, that was uh, <laughs> that, that was not great great as uh, either. Uh, he but he also did some Adam Sandler films such as uh, Anger Management, Fifty First Dates, and then went on to do uh, Get Smart, uh, which I didn't like so much, but I did like the Adam Sandler films. Yeah, so. no, he had um, yeah, quite a thing with Adam Sandler. By the way. He did uh, Longest Yard as well, I believe. Um, Longest Yard, uh, yes, yeah, yes, with uh, with old Sandler. But yeah, his um, post his post Tommy Boy career, shall we say, is. Uh, a strange one and then yeah the nutty professor 2 stands out as uh the particular low low light for me i don't know if you've yeah, ever seen it yeah. but it is i i, I saw it once yeah. and it was not a pleasurable experience i really enjoyed the first film but that uh sequel just <laughs> yeah, shouldn't have happened yeah. and i wish they would just wipe it from from the earth from existence um but, but you know having said that like i've enjoyed this film and i enjoyed uh, the adam sandler films uh, so you know, so, and he's so stuck he's with comedy as well. Yeah. So you can definitely say he's a comedy director. Uh, you, I can definitely confirm he is a comedy. Putting that word in brackets, director. I'll put director <laughs> in brackets as well. Actually, actually, no. Do you know what? That's really harsh. Harsh. I'm sorry, Peter. I'm sure you did a uh, had a lovely time making this movie. I take it back. Um, yeah. yeah, and then uh, yeah, so the cast. So we got Chris Farley, of course, yeah. who previous to this, uh, known for Saturday Night Live. Saturday Night Live is always something that's mentioned with all those people, such mm. as Chris Farley, David Spade, Adam Sandler, etc., etc. But it was never something that was widely available here in Australia. Was it uh, widely available in the UK? No, see, that's that's the thing, especially from like this era. I think now, with obviously the internet, YouTube, and all that jazz, it's a lot easier easier for people to kind of access the uh the whole saturday night life uh, life yeah thing. but the um yeah at the time i had no idea that saturday night live was even a thing um look i i knew what it was but it wasn't something that i could could see and even when you yeah. had you know spin-offs from that such as uh, wayne's world or it's pat mm-hmm. and those films i just kind of had no context of what they were from but that sure. didn't really matter they held their own yeah, as yeah, films. Yeah. so uh chris farley before this uh he did that and it was mostly um smaller roles in comedy films such as the wayne's world films yeah. uh airheads and around the same time he had a little role in billy madison which is also a 1995 film as the Ooh. bus driver Ooh, so hopefully um, we we get more chris farley is that what you're saying there's potential <laughs> we do get more, more chris, chris farley, farley in 1995 See, just that- a little bit but that, he will get another mention that phrase i will not be um too too bad about too disappointed i, I, I liked chris farley i'm sure we'll get oh, into so you it. okay yeah. oh oh that's here's an interesting question mm. uh do you know uh, chris farley outside of this did you know of his work no not at all the only thing i knew about chris farley going into this was that he was the original shrek he was going to be the uh voice actor for shrek uh, before his untimely death 
Um, that's the the only information I had about the guy. I, I didn't know that. That's interesting, oh, there you though. go. There's a little bit. There's a little bit of a little fact for you. A little sneak into uh, any any sort of trivia we might drop. But yeah, no. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's the uh, yeah the only the only way I knew uh, knew about Chris Farley was. Uh, he was okay, so you've walked into this just being like okay so funny fat guy let's go yeah yeah, yeah basically um <laughs> but no like it's it's interesting because he definitely for me was um one of the highlights of the movie man uh, what i did enjoy about the movie i think stems from him yeah personally yeah i i was a huge chris farley fan probably because of this film and okay. and everything he did did after this uh, yeah i really i really loved him and only recently have i found all his interviews on David Letterman and stuff and it was it, they're freaking hilarious so it's great because nice. he's he passed away quite a long time ago yeah. now but it's great to be able to see these things and have never seen them before so Chris Farley is kind of living on for me which nice. is great um so uh, after after that he went on to do uh Black Sheep uh Beverly Hills Ninja mm-hmm. um I think a couple of others and then died yeah um, well, we, yeah. we also have <laughs> Uh, so uh, of course we also have David Spade in this film who is known from uh, for uh, you know being David Spade and everything he's done. Yeah. Although, hang on, yeah, you said <laughs> that you had yeah, no yeah. who he is. When you but, say no, you know, he's, he's just the guy who's not David Cross. <laughs> yes, he's definitely not David Cross. Um, yeah. How did you not know him from like Just Shoot Me, the TV sitcom Just Shoot Me? I have no idea what that is, Fraser. Um, but I will put it on the list in front of me as my uh, yep, uh, next thing to to rewatch. Um, yeah, he's, uh, yeah, I don't, like, everything I saw about him, like, uh, going into the research side of things and trying to, you know, look up what they had done, obviously, like, more so for this, because I had no idea who these people were. Um, yeah, he, he, I don't know, there's something about him, man, but I really don't enjoy, I don't, I don't know what it is, but, yeah, there, there, there was something about uh, the performance in this and then just seeing him in interviews as well i'm sorry david spade you're you're no david cross to me i'm, I'm really sorry Ooh, to wait so you there. do not like david spade no, at all well, I just, uh, like the ah, performance see, was a bit my my opinion of him in this film this uh, this was david spade at his best really yeah mm. look i i could i could i my overall opinion of david spade mm. i don't know i don't know i but i there's been enough things that he's done that i've really enjoyed so yeah. and especially this film yeah. <laughs> so that's an yeah. added bonus for this film. i don't know if i'd go ahead and say a david spade fan but uh but he's definitely if i see his name on something i'm not going to go running away from it <laughs> look Fraser, it's okay to admit you have the david spade membership uh card in your pocket it's fine no one Thank will you. judge you. No one will judge you for that. Uh, <laughs> I assume monthly subscription to the David Spade fan club. Um, oh yeah, why not? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, he's um, a strange one. the The fact that it has Rob Lowe in the movie, though, uh, Fraser, yeah. is particularly enjoyable because I had no idea. Because obviously he goes uncredited for some weird, weird reason. Um, yeah, when I when I looked up that why he's uncredited it said mm. oh because he was working on the stand at the time he was he was contracted to the stand so i yeah. i'm not sure what the rules are in the u.s about getting credit but he's got a huge role in this film yeah so to be uncredited is very odd it's really really odd and i had i had i just couldn't figure it out i tried to look into it and i i don't know it's just some weird contractual dispute and it it blows my mind but like rob lowe probably you're what yeah I mean, they originally pitched the movie, right, as a, a Rob Lowe, Chris Farley being brothers. So clearly, like, 
he's important to this movie and you yeah. don't have him credited on the, like it's just it's insane to me i don't know it, it, i feel like that's that's the kind of thing you're not gonna see happening much these days right like that's i don't know that it just it's mad to me it's mad that you, you yeah, it is. don't have rob Lowe credited on your movie um <laughs> but yeah no he's uh always enjoyable to look at mostly he's a he's a goddamn attractive guy isn't he i don't i don't know about you fraser but as uh, okay as as, as as other males on this human go, uh, on this planet go so he is a bloody attractive one um but yeah no he D- brian dinner he's also in this film brian <laughs> it's okay fraser mate i'm just getting out my love for rob Lowe. okay i need a place to end this you knew this coming in all right uh brian dennehy is also in this film and again interestingly he's one of the standouts for me i really really enjoy brian dennehy having never seen anything with brian dennehy in outside of that one segment in the south park song what would brian boitano do that's it that's the only information i have of brian dennehy was in he was parodied in south park Um, wait so this was your first brian dennehy experience brian dennehy experience yeah and you've enjoyed it i've thoroughly enjoyed it i thought he was uh he paired really well with Farley, I think. He, um, the, like the uh, son dad dynamic was was definitely there. Yeah, it might just be really it might it. just be my awkward uh, relationship with my own father that uh, that it hits on. But I don't I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm just a bias bias towards a, a loving father son uh, tale. Well, he had a fairly small role in this film but it was definitely mm. a very significant one. Oh, definitely so to me it feels like he's in it the whole way through but he's he's not because he passes away super early in the mm. film yeah it's um it, it, a good performance from like i say that him and farley clearly had like a connection or there was something yeah. about their relationship and like you say it, it is a small role but it's key to the whole story really isn't it like it's it's what it's all about really him trying to kind of yeah. live up to his dad's legacy um and also he becomes the wind at the end so that's that's impressive right he, i mean oh, he, yeah, he literally little, becomes nature so uh I, I i i don't think so i think it was just wind but... no 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 i'm telling you he literally <laughs> becomes nature um which is uh impressive in itself so that's what this film was all, 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 all that was the true journey <laughs> that he dies, but it's sure. Yeah, no, this, <laughs> yeah, this, this is almost some sort of like Star Wars going into the force. Thing. Exactly. Don't, don't worry about the auto parts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's just a blindside, you mate. The, the actual point of this movie is to return to nature, become one, become one with nature <laughs> and then casually blow some sails. Um, <laughs> so upon turning on this film, mm-hmm. hitting the old play button, uh, what was your first thought about when it started? Because when it started, it was a little different than uh, what I had remembered. Yeah. And because it kind of starts off almost like a Disney film where you're seeing like the younger um, yeah. Chris Farley, the younger Tommy. Uh, and, and it's like, okay, this is a bit... Mm. But then the moment he, I think he hits a fence or something and says, that says son of a, and then you know kind of... Yeah, the, the yeah, theme yeah. of the film but then you're, you're getting into some slapstick comedy quite fast as well I mean um, I, 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 there was a funny moment in it it was so stupid where he just like runs through a hedge but it's got a fence on the other side and, and he bumps his head kind of, kind of a stupid moment but I couldn't help but laugh yeah um, how much uh, how much of it um, is nostalgia for you out of curiosity just before I do get into it like is it that like are the, were these things you remember deeply like because when again when I when it opens that stuff 
I think it's going in. At, I don't know. Maybe it's because I've gone in older. Like this is my first time watching it as a, as an adult. I did. I will admit to enjoying where he. Uh, you've got that shot of him running, and it's behind the like glass door. So obviously you don't see that he's about to leg it into a door. He runs in, smacks his head. That's enjoyable. I enjoyed it. The rest of the the whole like him running around in in that opening thing. Just, I don't know. Just doesn't. Just doesn't play for me, man. I don't. I don't know. Like it, sir. Yeah. This film did not start well. But for you. well, like I what I, I tell you what I did take away from it. The first thing I got was that nineties nostalgia. Like there's something about the yeah. way it's shot. I don't know what like uh, I, like what the kind of um, what the look the look is. There's something about it that is so reminiscent of every nineties movie. Um, it's just got this nighty sheen about it, and that, uh, a big part of that is the score as well. It's got that real kind of like, it, for some reason, all I kept thinking was uh, Home Alone. Like it's got that real yeah. kind of like. Yeah, I didn't like the music in this Did film, the score, because it, it was it was exactly that. It was that that uh, cheesy kind of horns and, yeah, and comedy, yeah, yeah. like. Doo, 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 doo. Yeah, 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 I don't, I don't like that, and they quality comedy films they don't put that kind of crap in anymore mm-hmm. and uh yeah i think that could have easily really ruined it for me yeah yeah no like uh, i just had this like flashback i mean that that's pretty much what all of this is about right is going back watching those 90s movies and um yeah like that really really struck me as like a real night and there's just a, a sheen to the movie as well but i don't know something about it is so yeah particularly 90s um but yeah that opening bit um yeah i enjoyed it you get those character you get everything you need to know about this character right like just bumbling around i mean he's the oldest yeah. oldest man to go to college i've ever seen um yeah. when it uh pulls back and um as a mature student myself i can tell you that i was never once late for the bus never once Okay, so, um, that's very responsible of you. Yeah, I'm disappointed in you, Chris Farley. Do better. <laughs> Commit to your course. Do you know what I mean? Don't go. Don't go. Spend all this time at uni just to pull a D. Jeez. Well, but that's one thing that I did like in that it did have him graduating from college. Yeah. And so he's not a complete idiot. Yeah. So I know he's bumbling around, but it actually gives him kind of that you know he's he's not uh yeah <laughs> you're not questioning whether he's like special needs or anything like that sure, which, like which does plus, come up often it was a d plus not a d minus so yeah. he's he's not a complete complete buffoon yeah the, the question of uh whether he does have special needs does come up often in this movie though um it does but yeah you're right the the d plus uh thing i, I never actually thought about that it does actually point out that he's not completely terrible he does he does actually kind of kind of get through i guess um yeah yeah no it's um uh, a weird uh, i mean it works as an introduction for the character right like you get like you say you get the information you need um yeah but yeah i, I, th- I think this film kind of really sits on the line of that it could really cross it and just the comedy could just be way way too dumb but then it kind of brings it back so it's got enough in there that's quite clever mm-hmm. to for you to not completely just brush off the film as just stupid yeah it is a tricky one man especially where, like cuz having looked into it as well and finding out that really the movie is just a vehicle for spade and farley to do jokes um and then the, it seems like the story is almost it's just secondary to 
to them doing their jokes so i think anything that requires that story beat kind of goes by the wayside for me like why why do you say that why do you say it's all about them just being able to do their jokes well do you not do you not think it has that vibe of just kind of going from a kind of a setup or like a a comedy situation just to another comedy situation to another comedy situation without that kind of without a real story outside of they're going to sell their auto parts like i mean the, yeah and then it's the wild kind of um story beats as well so like you'll randomly be in one place then you're randomly outside of a dinosaur cafeteria on your car then you're randomly having it destroyed by a deer i, I don't know they just for me it, it didn't i don't know it didn't play as there was this kind of overarching story no, outside I, of... yeah i can I, I i can agree and and yeah i must say it is pretty weak on the plot mm. i don't even recall why he has to go on the road to sell the parts yeah, what yeah, that's yeah. got to do with his dad dying i can't even recall what that's about and it's but it's the character turns as well so like characters will just turn on a dime like something something will happen and then they'll be like oh yeah no now everything's good let's get to the next scene to do the next joke like that, that yeah. that's how it kind of ran for me like it didn't no like it didn't seem natural like characters weren't naturally coming to these decisions it was just like oh yeah i like you now let's move well i gotta say like when um tommy ripped off um richard's car door oh and then there's that moment of like (gasps) what'd you do but then it cuts to the next scene and david spade is like fine (laughs) yeah yeah yeah, yeah. whereas like he was so precious about that car he would be fuming he probably wouldn't have even kept tommy in the car he would have kicked him out so yeah you've had that funny moment but then it's like it almost didn't happen yeah like there's no door on the car now but as far as the tone of how um the characters are Mm -hmm. it it doesn't really connect up yeah it it doesn't bother me that much but it was noticeable noticeable yeah um yeah that's just a lot lot of weird (laughs) it's just a really it's a really weird movie man like again because i've seen because i see it as that kind of like playing from joke to joke i then in my mind i'm thinking like okay so you it's dependent on the strength of the jokes or the strength of like each little segment and yeah I, i don't know there's a lot that didn't particularly work for me um I mean, there are some good ones, though, to be fair. Like, the probably my highlight of the movie is the deer. The deer scene in particular. Very, That's very interesting enjoyable. because that's actually one of my least favorite oh, scenes. Oh, Fraser, we, this podcast is going to go magically if we can <laughs> consistently deliver the exact opposite taste. I am excited to see how I'm the rest of this goes. I am so surprised that that dumb scene... <laughs> you think is comedy See, gold that's that's the kind of stuff i can get behind the other scene as well is where he's um you know that first sale uh when yeah uh, and he's got the stupid toy cars on the uh on the table and he's describing the story of the car coming in and crap breaking down the ambulance turning up that that again plays for me man. i think what it is is something that goes on for an unnecessary length of time for some reason tickles me you know when something just goes over the limit and it's just carrying on and there's no reason for this to be carrying on something about that again me. i don't know didn't like is. that that much either I, that was that was <laughs> so, definitely a point where i was kind of like oh you're just taking this a bit too far yeah, yeah. so what um what bits stand out to you as the uh 
the kind of the funniest moments in the movie um i'm looking at my notes and mm-hmm. <laughs> i don't know have, it, have i even written anything as funny moments I, I i liked the part at the beginning uh, and i know you didn't like the whole running sequence mm-hmm. when he got to open go, was trying to open the door oh, and yeah, struggling yeah, yeah. on it and he thought it was locked and then he just sat down distraught and then a lady just walks up yeah. and just opens the door i thought that was a great moment yep I, I would agree. That was, that was enjoyable, as as moments go. Yeah. It was definitely enjoyable. Um, is there any particular moments that you didn't find funny, where they're clearly going for funny? The deer. The deer. Is that your... Why, why did they put the deer in the back of the car? If you hit a deer, you drag it to the side of the road, and you leave it and yeah. let it rot. Where were they taking the deer? I assume a vet. I assume of that. I don't know. It's never. But it was dead. What? What the vet's going to look at it and be like, bury it, you idiots. I mean, in a world where people can come back as the wind, okay, that deer has a chance. <laughs> Fraser, don't don't do this, okay? Um, yeah, it's uh, again though a, a bit of story. There is no reason as to why they've taken the deer. There's no comment about it, other than we now have a yep. deer in the back of our car. Um, but yeah, that that deer had weird strength as well, right? Like it was. Like when it, uh, when the clear. Considering it had been hit by a car, yeah, exactly. it was actually. It was doing pretty well for itself. When the clearly like animatronic deer leg smashes through the window, it, like, like a normal human arm, it was a, uh, yeah, a confusing one. Oh, I, I do, I do have a note of a, of a part that I really liked. Ooh. Um, it's quite, it's quite near the beginning at the, um, at the dad's wedding where, um, David Spade's character is walking around with a video camera and a guy on it says, says it starts talking about the bride and, and says, boy, would I li- like to get me some of that? And then David Spade is like, oh my Lord. And he's like, uh, 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 give me that tape. Give me that tape. Yeah, yeah. That, and, and he like yeah, runs off. I thought that was yeah. great. Yeah. Um, the, um, what, do you know what the age rating was for this movie? Because I had a fun time trying to marry it. Because it, I, for some reason, it was. It, I think it was like PG in America. I don't know what it is about the PG in America, but it. I feel like it's not the same as PG in the UK, because yeah, uh, there no, were it's, there were some very, it's very some different. jokes that just. I'm, I think it was rated M here, so uh, okay. M is recommended fifteen plus. So you can be an eight year old mm. and rent it, but it's recommended that you don't. Yeah, I think I think it was either a PG and then it got up to a twelve when they finally had that or a 12a i'm I'm unsure but yeah there were there were definitely some jokes on that just played on the edge which is always enjoyable i think for kind of like kids comedy is like having stuff for the adults you know what i mean yeah, well, there was a, there was a great moment uh, in one of the meetings where one of the an older lady oh. in there just starts saying like, "That's when the horrors come in." Yeah, yep. <laughs> and so it's like her husband's oh sitting next next to her, and apparently <laughs> he had had a whore like back yeah. in the sixties or something. And she just kept mentioning it. That, that was that was that, that was, was a really strange yeah. moment, but it was quite funny. There were many of those strange <laughs> moments, but that was uh, what I like is the guy like owning up to it as well in the in the middle of this board meeting, just being like, "Look, you sleep <laughs> yeah. with." one hooker back in the war and it's like well yeah i I imagine she's gonna be annoyed she's sitting at home waiting for you to come back from the war you know hopefully alive (laughs) she's gonna be raging she's probably gonna have an issue with whores um i can tell you everything in this film that i thought was not funny everything with rob lowe oh really everything yeah yeah Uh, yeah, i didn't notice i had this note down here 
because it was everything that he did and it was all about that he was the bad guy mm-hmm. him and his uh, wife yeah. that was pretending to be his mother which by the way can they we do they put sorry can we talk about yep. that shocking shocking twist because i genuinely stopped and uh, uh, just a gas like okay when, as soon as they start making out i'm like what what like obviously it doesn't get clarified but their brother or sister at all and they're just a real weird feeling over it. I was like what is going on this is yeah just... they clarify it right after yeah yeah, yeah directly says, after. I mean, she's like oh god don't call me that it's creepy yeah, yeah. it was just super weird because obviously like for me yeah. it's been playing as like a pretty chill like generally you know td friendly thing and then you've got this like wit and i was like incest is, it, is this what they're dropping in? Is this is this where they're going? And then it's like, oh no, though I see. They're, Nothing they're, funnier they're than scamming. a bit of incest. Yeah, yeah, just like yeah, this is just a, yeah. If they just carry with that as the as the thing, there's not enough incest in movies these days. This is what we're, this is what we're bringing in. Um, yeah, no, that was that was super weird. Sorry, um, yeah, Rob Lowe. He uh... yeah, every everything that they had because. He was the bad guy, but all these things kept happening to yeah. him. Like, like when he's he's doing a piss on a um, and he gets electrocuted. Mm-hmm. What a dumb fucking joke! <laughs> and I know it's just like you want to see the bad guy getting screwed over yeah, the whole yeah. time. But there was just there, there was just these really bad jokes with him, and even even at the end where he gets um uh he gets flung off the off the car mm-hmm. and he lands on that chair and that big weight lands on him his nuts. There is nothing worse than a joke about somebody getting hit in the nuts <laughs> you are fully correct um yeah yeah he yeah he really wasn't funny like he's just a it's a really weird character it's a really weird because again like having seen like the behind the scenes things it was originally posited as a chris farley rob Lowe movie where they're being brothers and it's like is, is this what you had planned the whole time like i yeah, he, his enti- the, the entire shtick of just him being hit or hurt doesn't... Yeah, I've got a list of, does, of what happened here. Them. So yeah. he gets attacked by a dog. Yep. His shirt gets sucked up the, the air vent thingy. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, and he gets flung from the hood of the car um, with the sandbag falling on his yeah. nuts. And uh, yeah, getting electrocuted. It just... Yeah, it's, uh, none, of them, none of them were good. And those characters, uh, him and his mother slash wife lover mother um, slash lover is uh, what you go for there fraser always rhyme where that, possible that was a low point in the film for me like everything that they were involved in that in that entire subplot yeah. i understand it was there to kind of have something know, something yeah, to yeah, kind yeah, of keep yeah, yeah. the but it's just yeah i didn't i didn't like it at all but, um and even like at the end i mean he gets his you know he gets a hit in the nuts and then the the lady nothing happens yeah asks her out out on a date it's like right here okay so what's the justice here i was unsure whether i'd missed a scene or like or i missed something when i uh, with my watches because it just it was bizarre like he gets this weird comeuppance and she marries the rich guy like I, I don't understand like what like yeah like it was weird is she is she being played as the hero did she do something good to say like i just yeah I, honestly i was so so confused and i'm also certain um much of this movie is just taking place in some sort of hell where rob Lowe has died he died following the electric shock and he's just having i don't know, being tortured in some weird hell version of of earth because the amount of times that he goes on, like you say, just to be 
destroyed. He, like, the dog should have definitely killed him again. Also, a weird one with that dog. He had a gun, right? So he thinks... Um, he, he, I think so. I, yeah, I don't recall. He had a gun, right? He thinks there's a security dog that is charging, about to pretty much tear his face off, and he doesn't think to use it. That's just poor Rob Lowe. Poor villainy. Did he have the gun in, in his hand or in the car? Oh, in, in his hand. In his hand. He turns around, oh. sees this dog, like, legging it after him, ready to tear him apart. What does he do? Nothing. Doesn't bother to use uh, it. Uh, I mean... Gives him a bit of heart. He's not, <laughs> not going to kill yeah, a dog. I actually maybe. quite like this character Do you? Now. Yeah, has that, has before, that I'm thinking. <laughs> that but he loves animals. He'll, he'll try and screw someone over out of their company. But uh, <laughs> animals, he's but, joining Peter. Just to clarify to any listeners, I too love an animal. Okay? I, I love animals of all shapes and sizes. All I'm saying is, but, if but my life is saying, in danger... You know, if it's going to attack you, shoot it. <laughs> I just, you know, I'm not going to lose my life to an uh, angry angry dog. That's, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> um, yeah, no, Rob, Rob Lowe was a strange one, man. Um, stra- a strange, muted performance as well. Like, uh, he doesn't really... I don't know, there's some... Normally, uh, with Rob Lowe, like, I think he has, like... A ch- there's definitely, like, a charisma to him, right? Like have you yeah. seen like his work in Parks and Recs really really, really enjoy that. Um so he can do comedy. It's just I don't know, nothing played. I and, think that was the char- the character they were going yeah. for for this one was was pretty bland and considering he wasn't credited for it, he probably That's didn't true. give a yeah, shit. Yeah, 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 true. Just e- e- <laughs> an easy check, right? Just helping out some buddies. Um <laughs> yeah. David Spade for this film. I, I I really liked what he was doing in it and I I just love how straight he played mm. it whereas David Spade kind of these days most of the stuff he does he's got this real quirk to everything he he does and okay. so i kind of wish david had kind of uh, continued playing those roles like very very business businessy and obnoxious yeah. but not over the top yeah i think i think my problem is he could have played it straighter and just like even okay. more like I, I when i um originally saw him walking around the um when he first turns up at the company with his dad and they're all mm-hmm. having the time of their lives, there was some that really struck me as like, do you, are you a big Simpsons fan? You, you know about Fra- yep. Frank, Frank Grimes? Yes. Right. I feel like it would have been perfect if he had really kind of encapsulated that Frank Grimes style of just like everyone is in, cause everyone's in love with uh, Chris Farley and, and the dad, uh, t- Tommy and yeah. Tommy Jr. Or Tommy Senior. Everyone is absolutely in love with them, enamored. Everything they do is the best thing. What what I needed was just that full commitment to just to be like, you guys are bloody morons. Every like everything you do. Although, I mean, the dad does seem marvelous. He was there. He was definitely yeah. doing that. But you wanted more. I, I just wanted, yeah, I wanted it really, really, just like just an act, like just to be like, why are you even here? Like when when he turns at the end and he likes Tommy, it just for me it comes from nowhere. I'm like he's he's bought some wings. That's not an impressive feat of salesmanship. That's just that's just him shopping. Like that that's what people it's do. It's about the journey people, that they've had people, together. People go to a restaurant and they order food. Don't be impressed by this, David Spade. Jeez. Um, Look, I would be pretty impressed if someone got me some chicken wings, but I, I don't believe that he shared those wings with David Spade anyway. They were just for himself. What an absolute animal. He didn't... Uh, that, Tell that me like it. Tell me one wing. Um, all, all David Spade got was that shrimp cocktail, <laughs> which looked like it was 90% sauce. Yeah. And just, a, just a few prawns around there's, it. There's nothing more enjoyable than 
paying particular notice to food in movies and just watching is <laughs> like some awful awful food is presented to them it's probably been sitting like under camera lights for however long um <laughs> yeah just a just a just a um a thing about food it's just there was just a nice little moment earlier in the film do you know that part where um he had put the m&ms on the dashboard oh yeah and then David Spade turns the corner and they roll around and then mm-hmm. go in the motor or anything. And it leads to absolutely nothing. nothing. But I just like that moment because it's just this kind of like starting point of of how annoying mm. Tommy can be. Yeah. And so it doesn't lead to anything. The car doesn't explode <laughs> later on because of it or, or anything. But I always really love writing like that where they just writing in these little moments that are just a little bit about the character yeah. development and, and of how they're going to interact. And I think it's a, re- like, it's a real moment, isn't it? I think that's the, the best part about it is it's yeah. like the deer smashing your car up, Tommy ripping the door off. That's probably unlikely to happen. Your mate turning up with Skittles or M&Ms and then having them fall into your car through the many, many small holes is definitely a yeah. thing that happens and uh, people can yeah. relate to. But... Um, yeah, is is there any more particular moments like that that stuck out? Any like little little gems? Let's I'm sure hope. there were. Let's hope so. <laughs> yeah, let's assume there was. Um, but yeah, back back to David Spade, man. Uh, what um, what really works about it for you then? With his character, is it just you? you because think he it's, plays it's that? for me that I I don't feel he ever really went over the top. Yeah, is that so? Is that his shtick nowadays? That I th- I think his shtick now is over the top. Yeah, and there's and it, I I see moments of David Spade in other films, in a lot of the Adam Sandler films, the Happy Madison films, mm-hmm. um, that that I I can kind of see like a brilliance, but I think overall, I don't know. I mean, he's not. Yeah, we've got Dan Aykroyd in this film that we haven't really talked about yet. We do Dan have. A- we do Aykroyd. have Dan Aykroyd. Dan Aykroyd being as Dan Aykroydy as <laughs> yep. as ever. That- Interestingly, that was my exact note. Uh, Dan Aykroyd being as Dan Aykroydy as ever. Um, yeah, it's yeah. What's your feelings on Dan Aykroyd as, as a general? After after watching this and really thinking about Dan Aykroyd, mm. and I was trying to think, what has he actually been brilliant in? Yep. And the only thing I can think of was about a one minute part in the Jason Biggs film loser where he plays his dad (laughs) and he plays it straight and he doesn't do anything funny. And I was like, that is Dan Aykroyd at his best. No no one has ever talked about loser since it arrived before it got made since it arrived, since he got watched. No one has talked about that film. It's it's highly underrated in my opinion. Congratulations Fraser for uh, being aware of its existence. Um, it's Dan Aykroyd's best. <laughs> well, clearly, I, I can. Fi- I imagine there's a lot of Ghostbusters fans who are disappointed with that shout. Oh no, no, no! Don't don't get me wrong. Love Ghostbusters mm. and Dan Aykroyd is you know that's that's him doing his thing in that, and it works in that as him as a secondary character. Sure. If he was the main character, hell no, <laughs> hell no. Yeah. But yeah, like Dan Dan Aykroyd. Overall, in his career, uh, uh, I don't know. I, I I would not say that I'm a Dan Aykroyd yeah. fan. No, I think I think you 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 sum it up succinctly, mate, with um, the statement of Dan Aykroyd doing Dan Aykroydy things. Like that's everything I see him in. It's Dan Aykroyd. 
Being, and I being always Dan see Akra. him in films like this, where he's he's playing this like kind of big, mm. big like big businessy guy, yeah. or he'll be or like, like a politician or, or something. Yeah. And and I wonder why <laughs> he, yeah. he would play it much better as like a sniveling little character, almost like David Spade's character. Oh, he did the film uh, Celtic Pride. He was great in that Celtic because he was Pride. a sniveling little character. He was fantastic in that film. Okay. I'm gonna to have to. I think it's a ninety. It's I think it's a 1996 film. So again, yeah. sucked into us. <laughs> yeah, how, how unfortunate. <laughs> in my in my but, uh, in my free time, I'll have to uh, check it out, Fraser. <laughs> yeah, go go ahead. Just just don't talk to me about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, no, but yeah, that that is actually Dan Dan Aykroyd, and I can say I really did enjoy him in that film. And yes, he goes over the top, mm. but he's not playing a confident character. Yeah. And I just don't feel he fits as these confident characters like in this. I just feel it's strange. I'm not saying it doesn't work. It works, but I just I feel he could just be used in a in a totally different way. I'm thinking if if David Spade wasn't in this film and he had the David Spade role mm-hmm. might work maybe I don't know I don't know he might have been a little old by this point to to do that role yeah. but I don't know I just think that's that's kind of the character that that would actually work a little better for him okay yeah like, again I think he it's I don't know I think it links back to the story man and like all these kind of like extra characters so like the uh, Dan Aykroyd character the Rob Lowe so much of that is reliant on the story and i think the story is so paper thin that it it barely acknowledges them so they just have their thing that they do and the things they do are pretty standard and not that great um yeah when it when it's not the bit between spade and farley I don't know. The characters kind of fall by the wayside, and I think yeah, no matter you're what right, the actors right. do, this, this film is 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 David Spade and Chris Farley, mm. and that's it. Everything else, I'm not really that interested in. And I uh, do really have a soft spot for road movies, so I really like the journey of them oh, okay. on the road, even though like what what the journey's actually about, I don't really care. But sure. just the stuff that happens along their way. But all the other ca- characters in it, not really interested. But unfortunately, you do need to have some sort of story yeah, going on. Apparently so. Otherwise, it just becomes uh, one of those uh, bloody epic movies or something like that, right? Which are admittedly yeah. horrible. And I, I think yeah. that's the one thing that I do credit it with. It's even, even though the story is paper thin, like it at least tries, which for me just raises it above really, really disliking it. Like if you yeah. if you'd given me like um, an epic movie or something where it's just sketch after sketch after sketch with just nothing but like I don't know some pop culture reference or whatever, I would have tuned out and it would be the worst possible start. Whereas yeah. this at least tries. Like the stuff with the dad and Tommy really works for me, and there's at least that kind yeah. of like there is like a heartbeat to it it's just i don't know it's those relationships you're right the dad and tommy tommy and richard um and and apparently um chris farley and david spade did not get along Mm. on set to the point where chris farley threw david spade against a wall (laughs) once and honestly every time i've heard david spade talk about chris farley i always thought they were friends and i and 
or I guess all that group with with Adam Sandler mm-hmm. and um, Rob Schneider and stuff. I guess they were kind of like that Saturday Night Live friends in a way. Yeah. But I I do wonder were David Spade and Chris yeah. Farley only tolerating each other because everything I've ever heard from David Spade, he laughs about it and stuff. Sure. But he's always talking about some incident where um, Chris Farley has either thrown him against the wall or <laughs> yeah. threatened to kill him or something like that. So it's really interesting because they because they were fantastic in this film and sure. I don't know you, you truly would have thought they were friends it, I mean maybe that plays for them because the friend part of the story comes in right at the end right like, like not yeah. not um, a lot of the movie most of it is just them being angry at each other well no we're not Tommy Tommy's not angry at anyone um, I think he's incapable of it but uh, the well apart from those kids who he really loses at which is probably an mm. enjoyable scene actually and really going back to the shrek thing that was the most like i could see it i could see him as the shrek character delivering those lines where it's like quite chill and calm doesn't really you know floating through life and then he just loses it it's uh yeah yeah enjoyable. but yeah no the the chris farley david spade thing is strange to me as i was reading up about it and like apparently it was all to do with like rob Lowe or something farley was jealous so d- ended up having an argument spade throws his co- his diet coke i might add uh, over Farley and then Farley throws him into a wall which I feel is uh, a dramatic <laughs> kind of justified yeah, I mean oh yeah don't get me wrong like if someone threw their diet coke at me I'd be annoyed definitely yeah but but apparently like Chris Farley was annoying the shit out of David Spade kept saying how's Rob Lowe how's Rob yeah, Lowe yeah, imagine yeah. having somebody yeah, doing that, that shit in your face true. that they're just jealous that you've gone out with someone for <laughs> yeah. a drink it's so, <laughs> so bizarre so bizarre but fun a fun apparently, behind the uh, behind the curtain yeah Apparently, Chris Farley either wanted David Spade, which is interesting because he wanted David Spade in this mm. film, David Spade or Adam Sandler. Yeah. And Adam Sandler would have not worked in that role. <laughs> do, not at do all. Do not think. Are you, um, are you an Adam Sandler fan? I'm an Adam Sandler fan, uh, even though I have not been overly impressed with his Netflix okay. films. Okay. Like so I I still hold a hold a spot in my heart sure. for Adam is it Sandler. Like early, but, um, is it 90s Adam, Adam Sandler? Is that the spot you're Pardon? holding? Pardon? Is it 90s Adam Sandler you're holding that uh 90s early 2000s. Level. I think I okay. think once you hit the Netflix films they um I think there was just a decline in, in quality mm. there, but uh, I, I like I like Adam Sandler doing drama. I really like him in drama films. I think he's yeah. he's considering he did such silly films like Billy Madison years back to go from that and to be able to switch that off and do really dramatic mm. roles. I think I think that's really great. Which is the one with um, Paul Thomas Anderson? Uh, Punch Drunk Love, Punch which Drunk is one Love. of my favorite films ever. Yeah. Really strange film, but yeah, really yeah, love that. Really, really good. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, that would have it would have been weird with Adam Sandler in the role. I definitely agree. I don't I don't think he has that. I don't know. Again, I want that Frank. Basically, I just want Frank Grimes from The Simpsons, just following Farley yeah. around and then just looking at the camera, looking at everyone else, and being like, "What are you seeing? What, what like what, <laughs> like why is everyone applauding him? I don't understand." Um, yeah. I feel I feel at a stretch you could possibly have Rob Schneider taking on the David Spade mm, role. You wouldn't want to, but no, you could. You, you definitely wouldn't want to. No, nobody <laughs> wants Rob Schneider. That's the, that's oh, a given. Come on. Oh, you wait till we get to Judge Dredd. Oh, I've got <laughs> oh some things to my, say about Rob oh Schneider. Oh my god. Um, yeah, uh, reading here as well. So uh, apparently, this I didn't know is that it was on Roger Ebert's most hated list. 
Old Raj. Ah, yes, I, I read that Raj and I forgot I. about that. So um, I don't agree with um, a lot of stuff that uh, Roger Ebert said yeah, that's in fair. his time. So especially when it came to comedies and especially comedies like this mm. that are not trying to make a huge impact, sure. just trying to be a fun film. It would appear me and Ebert completely agree on uh, most everything. Um, actually no 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 that's a lie actually no that's a lie are. that's a lie it doesn't it doesn't come on my most hated list I, I tell that good to know again good I, to know. I did enjoy aspects of this movie because um, remember our Twitter family loved this film nobody said they didn't like the film <laughs> really yeah really um, yeah so, um, so, go on, sorry I just want to talk about the legacy um, sure what came from this film there were no sequels but sort of there was a sequel do you know of the film black sheep well, i didn't until doing my research for what came from this movie and it amazes me that a year later they released another movie especially since is... since they're throwing each other into walls and Dri- yeah, dripping that, themselves again, in coke. That, that's what makes it so strange about mm. what the hell their relationship in real life was yeah. uh, 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 Chris Farley and David Spade when they've gone on the next year and done another buddy mm. road film please which, um, tell me about it and I'm assuming you haven't you haven't seen that film no no not right. at all what, go, what goes down is it the same thing same thing it's pretty much <laughs> the same film uh, different jokes different reasoning I think it's about uh, him trying to promote his brother's political i don't know something something like mm. that but uh, yeah, it's, it's essentially the same film not as funny but i i remember it was a nice little add-on if you like tommy boy sure. i think you'll like um black sheep. you'll like black sheep interesting i might just have to check it out to see how they're uh how that shtick handles on a on another movie Maybe. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you've you've watched Tommy Boy three times, so what's that? Yeah, exactly. I may I may as well commit now, right? Just one watch. And yeah, that, let me know how many times you watch that film. Now I'm down the uh, black sheep well. Um, <laughs> yeah, but it turns out in terms of legacy, but it was successful. I didn't realize. So it, what, making thirty two million at the box office? Um, yeah, and then obviously finding for, from every, everywhere I've read, uh, finding a place on VHS apparently. Because is that how you kind of remember it? The having the video, watching the video, a whole bunch. I, I assume. Did you go cinema? Yeah, it was. It was always via VHS. Always I remember. VHS. I don't recall it getting a theatrical release mm. here. If it did, it was small. Um, anyone can correct me if I'm wrong on that. I was living in the no in the middle of nowhere at that time, yeah. so so I didn't really have the the best access to um cinema. to films coming out. Uh, but I remember there being a poster in the video store and I was very, very interested in it. Okay. I don't really know what in particular about it was. Maybe it was just, I just really liked slapstick comedy yeah. at that time. I think it was. I was, uh, was going to say, the poster is just uh, a, la- a large man and a, th- and a thin man. So they have, they've, they've done yeah. well to capture your... Uh, your youthful uh, attention. <laughs> hijinks, hijinks were, were, were bound to happen. <laughs> yeah, clearly. Right? Look at his uh, dishevelled shirt and his, uh, his, his waistcoat slightly off his shoulders. <laughs> Comedy, guys. Comedy is going to happen in this movie. See, but back then, 
when it was only VHS, mm-hmm. you could buy a very, very small selection of VHS, but they were different than the ones that were released in the video stores because the ones that were released in the video stores cost around $130. They were in a bigger box. They were better quality. But then they would have a retail release, which you could yeah. get around $30, which were a smaller, more dodgily printed <laughs> case. Um, and they, they, were just, they just didn't look quite as as good but there was such a small portion of films that were released um for um for home viewing so you either had to go you either had to buy an x rental or um nothing at all (laughs) and so i went to like so much trouble to find one of these big like expensive ones because I guess I, I guess I love that film. I was a bit of a collector back then as yeah. well. I just wanted to keep things. I don't want, didn't want to have to keep rent, renting them sure. because this film never came out for retail release. And uh, I eventually found it in a store. I paid about eighty dollars for it. Eighty dollars. <laughs> Eighty dollars, yeah, Fraser. Yeah, my yeah, goodness. Yeah. And I, I, for, I forget a, that a, people uh, paid for videos. That was a, a thing that happened. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I don't know how my mother agreed to give the money <laughs> yeah. for that one. <laughs> she she took took you to one side, and Fraser, we need to talk about your life choices. Okay, <laughs> we need to talk about your financial situation here. And spending eighty dollars well, on a <laughs> on a VHS of Tommy Boy is. Is not the answer. So I still, I still ha- have that VHS somewhere, uh, somewhere in my mother's uh, nice. garage. Uh, I think I've got this on DVD as well, which um, is hold on. So, hold on. so you drag here. me, you you drag me for watching it three times. You own this movie on multiple formats. If anyone's yeah. the real Tommy Boy fan here, well, I mean, I guess yeah. it makes sense for you to actually own it on uh, multiple formats, given that you enjoy the movie. Well, I, now um, I've, I've see, I've got the I've got the VHS, I've got the DVD, and I've got the digital copy, so I've got nice. a lot of options. I can watch it wherever nice. I am. <laughs> well, fortunately, do you know about the concept album, Fraser? Concept album. So, it, yeah, well, in my uh, in my doing my due diligence, um, I discovered that there's a concept album about the movie by a guy called Dave Polson. No idea who he is. Uh, but yeah, so apparently he's made an album. Apparently he, he also claims to be among the world's biggest fans of uh, Tommy Boy, so you may be able to to challenge him on that. Okay. But yeah, apparently he's made an album in like with all the songs entirely based around the movie Tommy Boy. Feel free to check it out, add it to your collection, and uh, support Dave Polson. Wait, so he sings songs about Tommy Boy? I believe so. I believe all the songs are inspired or based around the movie Tommy Boy. The album's called Sandusky, Ohio. Um, okay. Get on it. Uh, get, well, get, uh, get on it. I don't no, know if this is a... No. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm glad people have hobbies, but uh, yeah, yeah, I don't think I'm ever going to with that one. <laughs> okay. You own the movie on VHS, DVD, and the digital copy. A true I know. Fan I, I, I owned I, the Sandusky, Ohio concept. Album. I'm pretty sure I don't even own the soundtrack for this one. Not that there was anything <laughs> in the soundtrack. If you wanted that, that are you telling me? Yeah. Are you telling me you don't want hours of just horns? You don't want hours <laughs> of horns just filling. Hang the, on, there, filling there was the, the there was the uh, the the Dexys Midnight Runners. Uh, Come on, oh, Eileen in and, the film. That made yeah, its way to the um, soundtrack, which it is possibly worth buying it for. Like, I have had a soft spot for that song ever since this, since this film, but in a funny way. It's, it's a fantastic song. Um, I also like the addition of R.E.M. as well, just to really 90s up yeah. the vibe. Yeah, I do. I, I do actually really love that scene where they they don't like know the lyrics. They're singing along and it gets to yeah. that point. Just like, <laughs> Again, that's... Yeah. The, 
a real just a, a real touch right that's because that's basically how i sing all my songs i just kind of mumble the tune in the hope of hitting a sound that sounds like the word um <laughs> but yeah so uh, my yeah, question um, is does this film hold up today does this film hold up today it's oh, right i would say first of all how to kind of approach this question so like does it hold up in terms of like is it dated does it hold up in terms of is it good so basically i've tried to kind of cover all i would say it isn't particularly dated i like i don't think it stands as like um you couldn't watch it now or the plots changed dramatically given the many years of advances uh since Right. Uh, there's like a couple of bit of tech stuff. They have like cordless phones at some point, and the songs, the REM, clearly uh, putting it in the nineties. Um, and I've already discussed like the nineties sheen to the whole thing, and the music and cinematography and whatnot. Um, yeah, that having a particular nineties vibe to it. But story-wise, I would say um, it, it, it reminds me of like one of those nineties comedies. Uh, really slapstick like if if i had to like describe a 90s comedy it would pretty much kind of be this movie um yeah people bumbling around and uh yeah it's 90s slapstick it was a lot more slapstick than i had remembered mm. it being not a bad thing i think it's it's fine for its time if you mm. made it today uh, not so much sure but i think, I, uh, I think the question of sorry go yeah no i think it's so dependent on your um how much you can put out with slapstick to yeah. as to how much enjoyment you're going to get from this movie like if it, yeah. like for me it, it just doesn't work i'm not a huge fan of it therefore my enjoyment of this movie was kind of marginalized due to that um yeah. i mean there are a few jokes that really don't hold up in today's environment i think um particularly for me the the swimming pool scene and like the the weird terroristy bomb stuff where he's grabbing uh, dynamite yeah. and trying to hold up a building um the swimming pool scene really i, I was just like oh, this is this the swimming pool scene as, as in not... the, the masturbation um, scene yeah 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 yeah. where uh the ladies are getting out of the pool um that is i, I don't know i, I, I just don't you're, i don't really like out? that because it's there's been no sexual jokes in the film sure. really and it's then a weird throw term, in right? a sexual joke like that i think i felt mm. a little uncomfortable um with that one when i was a kid nothing wrong with it it's fine but it just i i just because it kind of i don't know it just didn't really tap into the rest of the humor for mm. me it's a, it's a weird turn like it's weird because it doesn't come from any place in the movie like you said there's no real yep. overt like sexualness in the movie and like for me it's just not funny i don't like it's just i like it's yeah. just i don't know it's just not a funny joke if if they can craft a funny joke around that scene maybe but i don't know yeah it just played off and yeah uh, same with the weird terroristy dynamite stuff like that that kind of stuff uh, definitely i i think hampers it in terms of holding up today because you just wouldn't see it i don't think unless you're doing i don't know uh, don't mess with the zohan or um what was that bloody sasha barrack uh, the dictator maybe yeah summit, summit in the in line of that kind of vibe you might see it but i don't know yeah it, it, it just like like i say in terms of it being a 90s movie particularly the the look of it definitely the music couple of jokes here and there but generally i think you could watch it now and not feel like you know it's from a different time 
if you will. I'll agree. I I think it I think it it does hold up today. Uh, mm-hmm. I, again, yeah, a few '90s moments, but um, I I think it's I think it's fine. I think it holds up. But what I think that doesn't hold up for me is the ending. Mm-hmm. The ending it just feels really dated, really yeah. '90s, and just that whole resolution for me that that was I just I didn't like the ending in the film and. Yeah, I don't know. When do you think those those sort of endings are never good? Yeah, do you think it's again so like it's just all linked to that kind of story, super thin story? Like you you've had a movie of uh, you've clearly got joke, 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 joke. These these yep. written kind of set pieces, and then they're like, oh oh shit, we need to we need to actually end this movie. What what are we gonna do? And then they just rush. And the thing that really bothered me as well is the relationship with we haven't talked about actually, which is um is weird is the relationship between him and the co-worker i forget her name in the movie but... oh yeah yeah um, um, i don't recall her name she was obviously not that relevant <laughs> sure well, well this one well, no this is the problem so it makes her this kind of love interest from absolutely nowhere there's nothing yeah. in this movie for me that supports a relationship forming between these two humans they have a moment on a boat where they scream at some kids yeah and that's it like yep. uh, it, i mean there's a good when they first meet it's kind of cute and they're they're very polite to each other but i wouldn't mm. say yeah, it yeah was, that's not it but that's gonna... not the basis of uh of love right i mean as far <laughs> as i'm aware because i am polite to many a human phrase and i don't i don't want to be making any sign kind of wrong connotations to people okay i'm just, uh, just I, I thought i thought this this was how you you got your girlfriend i thought i thought it was just oh, identical no, no, i thought that it was... just mirrored your life that was just pure beauty uh phrasing on both parts um yeah no it's just yeah her her character and like it builds to this them kind of like finding this kind of relationship and it just doesn't like there's no merit for it what no no reason or she she was she was an unnecessary character the only Mm. thing that she brought to the film was that she was the one who was able to run yes. in and go, no, these are the answers. They're actually married, blah, blah, blah. Sure. Um, uh, as far as their relationship goes, nah, that's, uh, you mm-hmm. didn't, you didn't win me over on that one. Um, I just, I didn't think she was a good character and uh, yeah. Hey, we had t- totally forgotten about her until uh, this point. So, yeah. which yeah, s- sums it up, I feel. Um, yeah. and yeah, like I think, because obviously she kind of comes into it towards the end and maybe that's why there's such disdain for that ending is that they realize that they've actually got to do some story and then they tie yeah. it together in the most you know random quick way possible like it's, yeah the yeah. yeah the ending's definitely definitely the not the strength of the movie if if the, no. if the, if the thing is, you've had, strength, you've, you've, you have you've that, had that journey trip, but... and the journey was fun. Yeah, and exactly. then it's like, all right, let's wrap this up. And then you just got exactly. an ending that I don't care about. And Rob yeah. Lowe gets hit in the nuts. And it's like, all right, yeah. cool. Cool, we're the, done. The, we're done. The, the problem is, man, like the endings are the hardest part, I think, for any movie. Like pe- like the best movies um, that you'll see, I think, struggle with the ending. Like that's yeah. probably the hardest part to tell. And um to conclude a movie you know uh successfully is a real challenge so yeah for a movie that for me clearly doesn't have a story to begin with it, it was always going to be the kind of worst part of the movie for me because yeah there was there was nothing to conclude yeah like it's hard to conclude random set pieces um 
and do, and do it in a way that's meaningful. Outside of um, his dad turning into a force be, ghost fame. I honestly feel there's going to be a lot of times that in over the course of this podcast, there's going to be a lot of films that we're mm-hmm. going to have that same feeling about the ending was just you know shoulder shrugging and uh, yeah. was just like eh, they've just wrapped it up I, I i feel that's going to come up a lot mm. do you think that's a, a particular 90s thing then or do you just think i don't know <laughs> a lot of movies struggle with it i think a lot of movies a lot yeah. of movies especially yeah. the ones that were not huge sure yeah maybe maybe that's why they're not huge to be fair like maybe yeah. there's something about being able to to land land the ending that uh, pushes your movie just that bit bit higher yeah. into the public consciousness i don't know but yeah um in terms of the movie uh, are we doing our overall feelings now is it is it time yeah it's time um yeah i like i said i think in the as i said in the beginning man like it's not it's not without its strengths i think chris i personally chris farley comes off really really well in this movie i genuinely mm-hmm. enjoyed watching him and there's something about him like i can't again can't put my finger on what it specifically is but i enjoy his presence um it like and it's really like uh, genuinely sad that he obviously passed um yep. passed away quite young because it would have been interesting to see his trajectory it would have been really interesting to um to see how he would have done with shrek because obviously with that being such a success it is um, yeah or it's considered it would have been interesting to see where that kind of took his career I hear about um, a lot of he, films that they they had wanted him in, such as The Cable Guy, and I Jim yeah. Carrey did a great job. But it would have been really interesting to see Chris Farley do to that see film him in that role. Yeah, he's um yeah, so he came off for me genuinely as as one of the high points. Um, but outside of that, I didn't didn't enjoy the slapstick nature of it. Just that I mean that might be a personal taste. If you love people bouncing off of windows and stuff i'm sure you'll you'll get your fill um and again struggled with david spade and just a paper thin story is the biggest issue for me i like i like a movie with a narrative i like to be you know told a tale and it be uh successfully told and this was not an example of that Um, well yeah what about yourself i'm a i'm a little more forgiving i i think with with comedy and especially comedy from this time, I'm more mm-hmm. forgiving about it and I just enjoy it and I enjoy the ride and I can look at things that I didn't like, such as the ending and the weak yeah. storyline. But I, for me, Chris Farley and David Spade and the journey, I found mm-hmm. it funny. I found it engaging. I enjoyed it when I was younger. I enjoy it now. I'm not going to watch it three times. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but, but uh, you know, it's not, it, it is something that I think I'll, I'll, keep revisiting at points in my life because if it's, yeah. it's just it's just something that might be nice to put on when you just you just want a little laugh yeah do you think so do you think a lot of that is down to that nostalgia factor because obviously there, i i have nothing yeah. in terms of nostalgia for this I've yeah and that was that was going to be the inter- interesting perspective that mm. you're coming into this in 2019 sure and the film was released in in uh, 2000 uh, Sorry, 1995. 95. Yeah. And, that, that is our uh, podcast, isn't it? <laughs> it definitely it is. <laughs> the the year is 1995, right? <laughs> what came out in 2005? Maybe we've chosen the wrong year. <laughs> Maybe um, yeah, it was a quality film yeah. then. Um, yeah, yeah. I th- I, and and it's. I think it's it, it, for both of us, there are going to be a lot of films that, uh, you know, 
one of us yeah, won't de- have seen. So definitely. Um, yeah, it's that that is that is the question how how things look for somebody walking into it now and how much nostalgia is part of your overall opinion of it. Your experience, yeah, definitely. And I think it's everyone, so like even everyone who who commented on on Twitter, um, mm-hmm. their biggest thing seemed to be that they grew up with the film, loved it then, love it now. Sure, I that's I want to hear from people who haven't seen this movie, who have then gone to watch it, and what their whether their opinion was the same kind of take that yeah it just doesn't, yeah i'd like to hear that so if any it, everyone's it done that please reach out yeah, to us please please do because i'm genuinely intrigued um yeah. so are we are we going to rate this thing is that is that how this is yes go i would like your your five out of five star rating what would you well, give it i i struggled with this because it's the first one and yeah. this is setting the bar um i'm gonna give it two son of us out of five Fraser, two son of us two son of us out of five and nice. um i like i don't want to like i say it wasn't horrific that it could have i yeah. genuinely thought it was going to be so much worse i thought it was going to be just the epitome of horrific yeah horrific um nighty sketch comedy but um there was just a little bit of through line with him and his dad and that stuff and it really that just caught me so yeah i'm gonna yeah. i'm gonna give it a two and then when okay, I well, give Summer equally as uh, amazing a two, you can complain to me on Twitter, guys. <laughs> well, I mean, even even last episode, you did say comedy is not your favorite genre mm. of film. So if you, you know, I'll, I'll see how you go when we when we pull other comedy films sure. out of the hat and see if there are ones that do get a higher rating or if you're just a miserable <laughs> bastard. <laughs> it could be that. I could just be really sad. That, that might be it. <laughs> what about you, uh, Fraser? I will give it three son of us out of five nice yeah i honestly was thinking 3.5 the whole way through up until the end and then it dropped down half a star for me really yeah it might be brutal just to say because of that ending but it does yeah it it left a bit of a bad taste but hey i think a three star rating out of five is actually pretty good yeah pretty solid right I mean, but like you said, it's hard, it's hard because this is our this is our sure. first uh, film that we're rating. What, so yeah, we're... what do you measure it against? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You measure it against my my rating, Fraser. So <laughs> that's that's what we've got to go on. Cool. All right. Well, uh, I'm happy to end this episode. Are you? There's no further final thoughts. I have nothing else to say about Tommy Boy. Um, yeah, I'm uh, done. Ne- ne- not another viewing on this end, that's for sure. <laughs> All right. Well, you know what it is now. It is time to pull the next episode's Fair. film out of the hat, the film Fantastic. that we will have to watch. Is it the same hat, Fraser? Can you? I'm, I'm hoping um, for a new hat. I've just, I've just realized that I, I have neglected to put it in a hat. Is it necessary for me to have a hat? Sweet. I want a different hat per episode, right, Fraser. All right, all right. Give me a second. I'll go get a hat. Hang on. Yes. The real question is, how many hats do you own? Uh, oh, there are several. <laughs> I, I, could, I could keep going for a while. <laughs> That's good. Good to hear. Alrighty, I have a hat now because I'm going to follow the rules of pulling it out of <laughs> Fantastic. Hat, not, just, not just pulling it off the bench. <laughs> like some sort of crazy person. Um, what um, what kind of hat have you got, Fraser? This week's hat is a top hat, which I'm surprised Ooh. was in the closet. I, I, have, I have so many questions now. <laughs> <laughs> Fraser, why do you own a top hat? Well, I don't uh, know. That. I've never worn it and, and I'm pretty sure it does not fit. No, it does not fit. Even yeah, I just tried to, tried to put it over headphones, so it's definitely <laughs> <a bit>. Don't <laughs> blame the headphones, Fraser. Blame your gigantic head, all right? Um, 
a top nice this is uh bringing a bit of bring bringing a bit of class to proceedings i like it. absolutely classing mm. it up <laughs> all right i'm gonna reach in the hat come on and... not comedy what come on not comedy that's all i ask <laughs> oh oh, oh, oh i'm nervous yeah all righty i have pulled one out so next week the film sorry next for, next episode the film we will have to watch is Waterworld. Ah, that's what I'm here for. It's definitely not a comedy, although you may (laughs) laugh. It it may indeed be a comedy of errors, right? That's a a sentence that works. Now, have you seen Waterworld? Not for a long, long time. I have very, very vague memories of Waterworld. I I have seen it, but I just Mm. remembering it is is a, a different matter altogether. Um, I've not seen Waterworld in its entirety. I think I've seen a couple of minutes here and there, sure. but I've not seen it. I've not seen the entire film, and uh, honestly, <laughs> I was not really enticed to. <laughs> I I mean, everything you read about this movie um, is just horrific, right? From its production yeah. to the reviews it got, uh, just ev- everything about it. Um, this is genuinely exciting, Fraser. This it is what looks I'm here good, for. though. That's the thing. Yeah, it's well, this is... looked really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I can't. That's why I haven't watched it because I don't want to be disappointed because sure. everybody says it's horrible. Uh, I... Now I have to watch it. Yeah, I wonder if it's um, just down to the time that, like, it got an absolute slating on release, and then that's just put it in a real bad stead. Yeah. And in fact, I think I, I genuinely think going in that it might not be. I have a, a secret little belief that it's not going to be as, sh- as horrific as it's made out. I'm, I don't I'm, know. I'm, I have hope. I'm hoping. I'm hoping. I'm hoping it's good, and I'm. I'm mm. hoping it was just that because it was such a huge release, and the expectations sure. were high, and we're it so actually high. did really well considering it was. Nobody yeah. seemed to like it. It fine. It did really yeah. well at the box office. That's the thing. Like it's it's commonly like pulled out as like a a huge box office flop, and I think it did all right like i i think it made at least the, at least the money back from its uh production um mm. yeah i'll be yeah i just i'm excited excited for this one and also it i love um a nice action movie nice bit of dystopia global warming's prevalent right that's that's the thing that's going to happen we're literally going to be in water world in in however many years so a nice well, uh, chance okay. to sure. to visit the future fraser <laughs> all right (laughs) all right everyone so uh if anyone's seen waterworld um hit us Mm. up and let us know what you thought and uh also any comments about tommy boy and comments about us or just comments to us really yeah (laughs) Uh, i mean i'd appreciate comments about us if if anyone wants to come back and tell me my voice is awful or (laughs) yeah (laughs) or i sound like a lovely human being feel free all right so you can get onto us on our twitter at 1995rewind our facebook and instagram is the same deal and our email is 1995rewind at gmail.com don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review on itunes or whatever platform you do notice we've got a lot of reviews from uh people in the uk thanks i'm pretty sure were they all you ryan or um pretty much every one of them i believe Fraser. <laughs> there may have been one um but yeah a solid amount of them are, are my reviews um, okay well, well i, ho- I hope reviews. you enjoyed reading them you're welcome yep, love uh, them thank you thank you very much <laughs> all right we'll be back uh, in two weeks with an episode about water world bye everyone
Bye. And that's when the whores come in. Here we go.